Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thanks for taking the time to join me today for a Ruthie's Rumination. So there are a couple things I want to make clear before I get into this. Um, I'm constantly evolving and trying to reassess how I'm doing the podcast and improve, of course. So first of all, if you've listened to Ruthie's Rumination before and you have some suggestions or constructive feedback. I'd love to hear it. Send me a message through Twitter. Uh, You can find me at Optimistically Depressed. Uh, Instagram, Optimistically Depressed. Uh, Facebook, Optimistically Depressed. My website is OptimisticallyDepressed.com. My email is OptimisticallyDepressed86 at gmail.com. And uh, so one thing that I've been trying to do more is be honest with what my opinion is because I've been finding that I'm actually afraid of my own opinion. I'm afraid of of offending somebody else. And one of the tricky things about having a podcast on mental health is that it can be a really touchy subject and um, it's mental health is definitely something that we've left to the professionals, which is of course, important. But I think it can also make it so that people feel less inclined to talk about it socially. And of course, that's one of the things I'm trying to change with this podcast, make mental illness something or mental illness or just mental health, something that we can more openly talk about. Because when you talk about something, of course, that helps remove the stigma. If you can be open about your opinion on things, that helps you grow because it it allows feedback. It allows you to build on that conversation. So I want to take this opportunity. I want to take this podcast as a way to contribute to the conversation that's going on out there. And I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> so if I say something and then I later I'm like, you know what, I was actually wrong or you know what, I actually changed my mind. That's something that I'm allowed to do. And that's something that we're all, all allowed to do. And I want to to celebrate that more. And I want to step into that that power that I as an individual have and that we all as individuals have. So, um, so a few of you have, uh, given me some topics for conversation and thank you so much. I'm going to be sharing my own unprofessional opinion on it. So I have not gone to school for mental health Uh, for any mental health. This is purely speaking out of my personal experience and things that I've read and conversations that I've had with professionals and with friends. And I think that, again, I think that that's really important and needed in this society because mental health, it does need to just be something that is pondered upon and thought about in, um, in the household. If you're a person who is really really struggling with with mental health issues then that is definitely like you it is important to speak with a professional about that um and just just as a a note too because we are definitely in the middle of a really difficult time just know that suicidal thoughts I feel the need to say this suicidal thoughts does not they don't always come in the form of I want to kill myself um for example I've I had a lot of thoughts that as it turns out were kind of were were suicidal thoughts but it wasn't because I was thinking I want to kill myself it was thinking this would be so nice when it's all over and um and I think it's easy for us to kind of reason that out of our minds and not take it as seriously 
especially because it's just kind of scary. And by kind of scary, I mean really, really terrifying. And uh, so we needed to, I think, um, I think one of the things I actually want to talk about more just in this podcast, in this episode, is the importance of actually listening to ourselves and uh, listening to what our body is telling us. Because I think that we actually, we know more than we sometimes think. And I think that a lot of that is because we tend to really try to reason everything out with our head and we don't listen to our bodies as much. So I'm going to be trying to kind of give my opinion and share some of my personal experience through, of course, some of what I think, but also through some of like my personal experience and what I feel. And I want to express the importance of all of us listening to our bodies and uh, and taking ourselves more seriously. Okay, so I'm going to go into what some people sent me for conversation pieces. And uh, I want to... Um, actually, I, I first I want to give a shout out to Mike Mousseau because he's such a wonderful human being and also gave me some meatballs and spaghetti. (laughs) He sent, he and Kirsten came over and they dropped off some meatballs and spaghetti on Wednesday and it was perfect because we had been painting all day. We were really hungry and the last thing you want to do when you've been painting all day is stop and... Uh, before you're finished to stop and like make a big meal for everybody so we didn't have to worry about that because they provided it so thank you okay so I'm looking at some of the comments that I got and the reason why one of the reasons why I was giving Mike a shout out is because he asked a question which now, of course, I can't find because I'm looking at the comments on my computer as opposed to the comments on my phone, and I don't know how to access those as well. That's okay. I do remember the gist of what he had asked, and it was uh, what I'm looking forward to doing when all of this is over. So... I'm going to tell you what I'm looking forward to doing when all of this is over. First of all, it's simple. I'm looking forward to taking the kids to chapters. Chapters is awesome because you can grab a cup of joe and you can go around and look at books. You can take a look at some of the cool toys that they have there because the and the toys are especially awesome because they are not made of plastic. And they are much more durable. I have toys that I've bought from there when Zoe was a baby, so 10 years ago, and they are still going strong. And um, it encourages the kids' love of reading and looking at books. And also they let dogs in at chapters. I don't know if all of you knew that. So we can bring Picard in, and it's no questions asked. Even though Picard is like an emotional support dog, uh, we still get a lot of... (laughs) tend to get dirty looks from people and uh I mean he's there to help with anxiety and when you're getting dirty looks from people and uh these like raised eyebrows and judgmental comments 
it doesn't help with the anxiety. So uh, even though he has a tag and all that kind of stuff, it, uh, there's still quite a bit of a stigma around that and it makes it more stressful. So I love to go to chapters because we don't get any of that. And uh, instead they actually come up and they're like, oh my goodness, your dog is so cute. And they pet the dog and we talk about him and it's a really nice time. So I am wanting to go to chapters with the kids and just look around at some books and uh, maybe look at some of the gift items. Oh, love chapters. Um, and I'm looking forward to having a huge get together at our house where everybody can come over. We can laugh. We can hug. We can talk about this crazy time that we've been through and we can um, have a barbecue and just do whatever we want. Play some spike ball in the backyard. Ugh. Really looking forward to doing that. And, uh, and going to a restaurant. Like going out on a date to a restaurant. I'm really looking forward to doing something like that too. So those are some of the things that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and of course, to hang out with my good friends, Mike and Kirsten. So... Uh, yeah, thanks for asking that. That was really nice. Um, so another one of the questions that was brought up was, again, I can't read the comment now because I'm on my computer. And actually, I think they may have expired with uh, the story on uh, Optimistically Depressed. I am re-recording this for the record on Friday morning. I did this Thursday. And after recording and saving it and whatever, it was too late Um we were too tired and so decided to put the podcast out today instead of last night. And uh, so I had time as I was going to bed to think about um, how it went. And I really didn't feel good about it because I just felt like I was being too... Um, I felt like I was not being honest enough with like what I really think. And that's definitely something that I struggle with, which I said earlier so and it's something that I just want to do less of and I'm gonna mess up by the way um but I think that all of you who have been consistently listening and hopefully you new listeners uh can have some uh forgiveness for me in that and just understand that all of this is of course a journey so I'm like of course like part of this podcast is me trying to learn things for myself and improve it's part of this journey that I'm taking as far as mental health is concerned and I want to help everybody know that they're not alone in some of the struggles that they might have and questions that they have so there's that okay so the gist of the other comment um, from someone who wishes to remain anonymous and they said something along the lines of uh, how do you balance taking care of somebody else's uh, sorry, taking care of your mental health and someone else's. So I was thinking more about that. And of course, I put a lot of thought into it even before I answered or gave my opinion on that last night. But and I guess part of why I'm hesitant, hesitant to answer that is because it is going to sound calloused, especially given what I just said, but the truth is, and I think we all kind of to an extent know this, um, you have to take care of your mental health first. 
that is the priority. Because if you're not doing well mentally, you are not going to be as helpful and effective with other people. And that's a difficult, uh, that is difficult to wrap your head around, I think, especially because, you know, I mean, we can be in so many situations where we, where we do feel very responsible to people who are close to us. And like, I mean, when I, like, I'm a parent, I have three young kids and a lot of the time, like, and I, I am responsible for, for how they grow. And I am quite responsible for helping maintain their mental health. But I'm learning more and more and it, and it came at quite the price of actually me really breaking down several times in my mental health. For me to really realize I have to maintain my mental health. I have to take care of my mental health in order to be able to effectively take care of their mental health. So if I'm not having the time that I need to sit quietly, recalibrate, work through a lot of emotions, I am not going to be able to sit quietly with them and work through their emotions because there's going to be a lot of noise in my head. And that's how our brains work. When we're not going to like talk through things with ourselves and sort through it, that's just going to stay in our head and float around, maybe get lodged in a corner and grow for a while. And it's going to get in the way of helping yourself and helping others. You have to take care of yourself first. And uh, I know that there's a lot of guilt that comes along with that especially because some people have the tendency and I mean I'm guilty of this too I think we all have had our turns at this uh we can have the tendency to push our mental well-being and the responsibility of that onto somebody else and we can do that through many many techniques um And it's like saying things like, well, when you do that or like you're making me feel unhappy and you're doing this and can't you see that I'm sad? Why aren't you doing this? And you got to take responsibility for yourself. People are going to be crappy sometimes and that is not your responsibility. What your responsibility is is to protect yourself. If you're around somebody who tears you down, protect yourself from that. Step away. You don't have to do it because they're, you don't have to convince yourself that they're a bad person in order to do that. Because we all have our turns at being bad people. We all have our turns at sucking badly. That's part of life. And sometimes we need to have somebody who deeply loves us to be able to step away and effectively show us that our behavior is not appropriate and is unacceptable. And then we have to be brave enough to do something about that. And it's a difficult pill to swallow. I cannot count how many times I have been fortunate enough to have people in my life who have first said something to me when I am doing something that is unkind to them and unhealthy for them 
and me and the dynamics of our relationship and the times the people have actually stepped away from me. I have been too much for people and a lot of it was result of me not dealing with my mental health properly. It was before I started to more consistently go to therapy and it was before I started to go on medication. For me, I needed medication and I am a I am an advocate for that. Uh I know lots of people who are incredible human beings who went on medication for a while and then decided that they wanted to, like, since they kind of got that opportunity to come up for some fresh air and get some rest and refocus, they decided they wanted to wean themselves off of the medication again. And they have done it. I mean, as far as I can tell, they've done it quite effectively. And that really worked for them. And that's awesome. For me personally, Um, I am not ready for that and that's totally okay. I needed to go on medication in order to become myself again. And when it happened, um, and it started to take effect, Sean and I had to have so many conversations about things that had happened in the past and because I was finally out of the fog, it was like I finally was... Um, I was taken out of the deep and dark water and I was on the shore and I was able to finally look out and be like, oh my goodness, like all those things that I did, the way that I behaved, it was out of desperation. It was because I didn't know how to survive and, uh, and it caused a lot of harm and, um, we got to take this seriously. You have to take responsibility for your own mental health, pushing things off and being like, well, it's not that big of a deal and I can deal with it. Or uh, like it's like there's a pride thing. I know for me there is a huge pride thing. Um, I didn't want to go on medication. It terrified me. My dad, like I grew up with my dad who uh, has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And that is a messed up combination. And it was terrifying. There were many times, like it was just, it was unpredictable and the only things that I knew was that he was mentally ill and that he needed to go on medication and none of it seemed like the medication didn't seem to work for him. I now know in retrospect that it was because he went off of it a lot and when you keep going off of medication, when you go back on again, it's less effective. So don't do that to yourself, first of all, without a professional opinion. Um... So he kept doing that. Um, But growing up, it was just kind of like that was the picture that was painted for me. That's mentally ill. And so if you have a mental illness, then it's basically it's over and there's no hope for you. So I that made it so that I was just in such deep denial about my own mental health. Um, And it wasn't until I finally had conversations with brave people who were able to very openly say, I was diagnosed with depression, like I live with anxiety. And I could actually see the way that they were. I'm going to give a shout out to my mother-in-law here because she is an incredible, incredible human being who is so loving. And she was the first person I had a conversation with who actually just told me that she had depression and that she was on medication and it blew my mind because she's one of the most 
incredible and kind people that I know. So she's helped me majorly through my mental health journey. And it wasn't until I had those conversations that I could finally start to embrace the idea that perhaps I was like, perhaps I was struggling with depression and anxiety and that looking into like getting that diagnosed by professional and then um, working with professionals to uh, to get effective treatment was a good idea and didn't mean I was a lost cause. In fact, it made me stronger. And uh, but it took being able to have that conversation and understanding what depression feels like instead of going off of what I thought it looked like, because that again, that is very different too. what something feels like and what something looks like very different things. So <laughs> I went off on a tangent, but honestly, your mental health is more important than other people's mental health. You have to take care of yourself. And then that is what is going to allow you to take care of other people. Because uh, I do believe in the importance, of course, I believe in the importance of taking care of each other. You can't do that with an empty bucket. I mean, I learned that from my kids. They're teaching that in school now. It's the whole, em- like the buckets, you know, you have your bucket. And when people say something nice to you, it's like pouring a cup of water in your bucket. And when they say something mean to you, they dump water out of your bucket. You got to make sure you got a full bucket, dude. Take care of your bucket. Okay. Thank you very much for that. I hope that I hope that was helpful. So one other comment that I got here is from someone named Heidi. Heidi is going to be sending me a lobster curry recipe. And I'm so excited to try it out. Although I have to say the idea of cooking lobster terrifies me. I've done it once before. Actually, okay, it's a funny story. I'm totally going to tell it. So (laughs) it was quite a few years ago. It was when my brother and his wife, so my brother and sister-in-law were living out here. and, And we would all go together back to Ontario to visit our family for Christmas, um, like every other year. And this one year, um, I was pregnant with our third and, uh, of course money didn't allow us to all go back to Ontario for Christmas. And by us all, I mean my husband and two other kids and myself, but I wanted to go and see my family and actually tell them in person that I was expecting our third child because I hadn't had the opportunity to do that yet. So my brother and his wife were going to Ontario. I caught a ride with them. We ended up getting caught in a horrible snowstorm the entire way. It was either a blizzard or freezing rain all the way from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Magnetowan, Ontario, which is normally about, I think, 20-ish hour drive. Things have changed because I've gotten new highways. But that time, I think it took about 30 hours. It was insane. Anyway, um... We got there and my brother and his wife brought lobsters from Nova Scotia to my family in Ontario, to my sister. And so my brother and his wife, they know how to cook lobster and they cook it really well. (laughs) So I had had a lobster that they'd made, but I'd never made lobster myself. But my sister and I were hanging out at her house and we decided we were going to cook up that lobster. But we very quickly discovered that the idea of touching a lobster 
really freaked us out. So we put the lobsters in her kitchen sink. And after I like, I was like, you know, I'm from Nova Scotia now. Like I can, I should be able to handle this. Like I live by the sea. So then I'm like looking at this lobster that by that point had been get, it was quite sluggish because it had been out, it had, it had gone through that long travel period with us. And, uh, and so I'm like trying to like put my hand down, like grab the lobster from the sink and I can't do it because it has so many legs. So I decided I was going to use some tongs and use that to throw it into the boiling pot of water. I finally managed to get these tongs around the lobster and I'm freaking out, but calmly freaking out and putting the lobster in this pot. But then the lobster like has its like last surge of energy and it starts to fight and it puts its claws. I swear it reached its claws out and grabbed the edges of the pot and then pushed itself. It like jumped out of the pot and onto the floor and my sister and I start screaming in the kitchen and running around we don't know what to do and finally her husband came into the kitchen picked up the lobster and plopped it in the pot (laughs) and uh that was my only experience with cooking a lobster we overcooked it it was rubbery but we were terrified and uh fear makes you do silly things so um I'm gonna try it again I guess because I really want to experience this lobster curry. Or I could just get a lobster tail. Yeah, I'll just get a lobster tail. There we go. Problem solved. Okay. Heidi, you said, love to chat about the power of focusing one's thoughts on what we should be happy and grateful for, rather than allowing the mind to dwell on what's hurting us. And I love that. I think it's obviously very important and it confuses me, confuses all of us. Um, I actually this morning was reading more of The Happiness Project. I want to give a shout out to my friend Alexa who lent this to me. And uh, and yes, I'm still working my way through it. I was working on a couple other books when I got this, so I kind of started it, but I wanted to finish the other books before really getting into it. And there was one thing that Gretchen Rubin wrote that um, I thought was really, like, I felt helped answer this question. So, of course, I have to find the, I have to find the quote, which I should have been a little bit more prepared for this. Uh, You know what? That's fine. I can paraphrase it. She says that experts say that the simple act of acknowledging your emotions allows you to move past the hard ones or the sad ones and uh, get back into the good ones. So it is important to focus on the happy the happy things and the things that you are grateful for. It, I mean, of course, science shows that when you focus more on what, like when you focus more on being grateful for what you have, it like it helps you live a longer and healthier life. And, uh, I mean, yeah, of course the mind and body, it is connected. And, um, and what we think about is going to affect the way that we feel, but that doesn't mean that we ignore the bad feelings because that is also very much a part of life. 
Um, I actually read something from by Jordan Peterson, um, which uh, I I mean probably a lot of you know I am I am a huge fan of his, and I do want to acknowledge that um, there is con- controversy around him, and I respect that and. Um, some people like aren't really on board with everything that he says and I respect that too and of course you are entitled to your own opinion on that matter I've personally found a lot of things that he says to be really helpful for me Um, growing up without a father I feel like there is a lot of advice that he provides that I kind of missed out on and um, I so I feel like a lot of that stuff is good dad advice and um, so it's it's helped me so there is this one thing that he said in his book which uh, I think can apply to this. Um, But of course, now I need to take a second and remember what it was that I was talking about. What was I talking about? Bear with me. Bear with me. There's one person who's like listening. They're like, you're talking about this. You're talking about this. Um along the mind to dwell on what's hurting us focusing on okay make us happy and grateful (sighs) okay wait hold on hold on I'm gonna pause this I'm gonna listen back to what I was just saying and then I'll continue my thought give me a second okay I'm back took a look now or took a listen now I remember what I was gonna say so there's this one thing that Jordan Peterson wrote that I found really interesting and it was just that Basically, life and nature is trying to kill you. And the very essence of being is going through difficulties. And you're actually like the the easy times that you have are uh, brief and not necessarily rare, but not necessarily common either. It's you we're in a constant fight to to bring a wholesomeness to our lives and to experience happiness and but you know the other thing is that like happiness is not the ultimate goal purpose I think would be something much more worthy of our attention Um, wanting to make a positive impact on the world wanting to ease pain so um we're going to spend a lot of time fighting through hard times and i and now we know that just saying well yeah that you know that kind of sucks but let's not focus on that let's focus on being happy and that kind of thing it's like even saying that in an example i can feel that like not form in my chest because it's like you're repressing that and repressing emotions I mean it's linked to cancer and other illnesses like it's a thing you need to allow those those emotions those feelings that energy to actually move its way through you and again it's the mind and body connection it's very important and it can't be ignored so if you're feeling kind of crappy and uh you need if you're feeling kind of crappy let that out acknowledge it so um you can just be like you know what I feel crappy I feel sad I feel angry scream into a pillow I've done that 
so much over the last few weeks and I swear it's what's prevented me from losing more hair because BT dubs my alopecia started up again so I have two bald spots on my head um and it's because I've been repressing it's because I've been holding all that in and so gotta just like let it out and allow yourself to be aggravated and acknowledge that and then that allows you to more naturally move on to the good and positive things happening in your life so there's um, actually through this course that I was taking one of the main messages through it was um, instead of like in this time instead of being like I have to stay home you can look at it as I get to come home I mean we get to create our homes and um, I know that I, can, I say that with some liberty. Not everybody is, is quite in that position right now. Um, I mean, I definitely, I personally went through that experience of not being able to create my home and being very unhappy in it and powerless. But even in those situations, you do have an opportunity to create some kind of space that is your own. So for me, one thing that I really, that I did, especially when I was a kid, was I created a space in my head. I created a world in my head where things were really good. I was actually usually a superhero and not like a superhero that could fly, but a superhero who is capable and... I was able to, in my head, I created problems that I could defeat. And it was like it helped me feel that empowerment still. Um, that's just me speaking from my personal experience. But that is how I managed to make my way through a lot of the difficult times in my in my childhood where safety wasn't really something that I could just kind of go to physically so although my grandmother's house was a huge part of that and um so I I mean there is there is some control that we now as adults can have in creating those safe homes and creating that safe space where you can let your mind roam and I think that's really important to kind of let your mind kind of open up and be free to go where it wishes and to give it encouraging nudges to have that nice experience. Um, I've been reading a lot of uh, authors, uh, like professionals' opinions on just the effect of even our thoughts and how that affects our body and like when uh for example when you're worrying about something your body is actually every time you think about that thing that you're worried about your body is actually going through the process of experiencing that tragedy over and over again because your body doesn't understand that you're not actually in it that your mind is just creating it and so before that thing that you're worrying about even happens or maybe doesn't happen your body has experienced it as many times as you thought about it so you can actually take that opportunity 
to just think about things that are really nice and make you feel really happy and make you feel really powerful. Some people call that the zone and just embrace that feeling. Allow yourself to feel that really good, empowered feeling. Um, and I think that that can actually help you focus, do like spend more energy on being happy and grateful. Um, and ooh, another thing that I've been doing and I know I've talked about a lot is meditation. Um, but another thing that I've been trying out is uh, movement practice. And it's when you actually kind of like help your body physically act out how you're feeling. So uh, when I'm like really angry, I punch the bed a lot. Like I just beat the crap out of my bed and scream into a pillow. And um, when I'm sad, I can allow myself to cradle myself and really let my allow myself to cry. A few weeks ago, I was so I've been I've been taking this course. It was a gift. It's called How to Wild. And honestly, like normally I, I haven't really been drawn to that kind of stuff. But now that I've had some experience in it, I definitely see why people do these kinds of things where they they like really do kind of get into like deeper meditation and allowing yourself to really feel your emotions and kind of work through them, work them through your body and make movements to allow those emotions to work their way through and to act them out. And um, it, it helps just release that tension and it makes things clearer in your body. It helps you listen more to your body and understand what you're really going through. Because uh, as I like, I'm much, I'm a very heady person, like I think naturally. And so I try to think through things. I just kind of figure I can just think through a problem. But then I, I find that that's what hit, and, and like results in me hitting a lot of walls because some problems don't need to be thought through. They need to be felt through. So I've been trying to allow myself to just feel through things and then at the end of that, when I've allowed myself to really feel through something, then it f- it just kind of lightens me and frees me up to then go out and experience my day with much more enjoyment. Um, and there was this one practice that I did that I didn't want to do because I was scared of it um, because it resulted in me go- going back to some experiences that I had in my childhood that were very unpleasant and painful um that result like that they were I mean even now I still have trouble talking about it but it was abuse and um uh, some assaults that I had experienced and it resulted in me really feeling unsafe in my body and so this practice was to basically kind of go back to that and acknowledge what my body was feeling and I didn't want to do it because I knew that I had spent just a lot of time thinking about it, but not allowing my body to really feel it. And I knew it was going to be really painful. But once I finally allowed myself to sit down and work through that feeling and allow me to to acknowledge and experience what my body was feeling about this, I mean, like years, like I guess 20 years later or more, um... I mean, it was like a, I did, I sat down and I cried and cried and cried. And it was like a really like deep 
from my core crying. And it was much more pain than I thought it would be, but it was also much more empowering than I expected it to be. I didn't expect it to be empowering at all. And I, it was like when I was listening to what my body was telling me, it was telling me that I am safe now and that I'm safe in my own body, that my body, that I know how to take care of myself now and that I can, that I'm able to. And I did not expect to hear that from myself. So it was really empowering. And it all came from me allowing myself to feel those bad and painful things. Um, so I hope that I hope that's helpful. Being happy as I'm learning more and more, having that fulfilling experience of life where you're you're really experiencing the richness of existence is a really painful and dark progress or process. Um, focusing on the light and fluffy things is going to make you feel good on a surface level. And you can tell. You know what that feels like. So I think a lot of it is we have to stop lying to ourselves. And um, I have to stop lying to myself. It's a process. We're going to mess up a whole bunch throughout it. It's going to be really messy. And um, we're going to get so many bumps and scrapes. And it's totally worth it. Because getting to the end of your life, I just keep imagining getting to the end of my life and looking back and being like wow I didn't actually do anything meaningful because I was too afraid to feel it that sounds like the worst so I'm gonna experience the really shitty things that is it for Ruthie's rumination um I hope that it was helpful if you have some feedback give it to me and uh, if you want to share some thoughts on anything, I want to hear it. it. You don't have to be agreeing with me in, in order to share some thoughts, by the way. And because uh, I want to like having more to contribute to the conversation is a good thing. It helps round us all out. And the freedom of expressing our opinion is something that we need to take advantage of more. So, uh, I mean, some people is kind of like, yeah, you, we get it. You have an opinion, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's gotta be something freeing about that. So, uh, give me your feedback and you know what, if you want to help me out in this podcast, like seriously, rate me on iTunes, give me a five, five star rating and give me a review. Like that actually really helps me out. It makes it so that my podcast is uh, easier to find on iTunes. Spotify doesn't do that. So if you listen on Spotify, if you can just hop over to iTunes and rate and review my podcast, that helps me a lot. Also, spread the word. Tell your friends. Um, tell them to listen and, uh, and talk to me. Give me some feedback. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope that you're doing really great. Just know that wherever you are, I'm sitting here loving you. So have a great morning, evening, afternoon, night. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.